Hi, this is Brad Constantine, and you've reached the Book of Mormon Lecture Series. I've been teaching seminary and institute for the last 11 years, and uh, this is an attempt to do a deep dive into the Book of Mormon itself. I'm hoping that you'll find this uplifting and edifying. This is not an official recording of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, but every attempt has been made to be as doctrinally accurate as possible. So if you're ready for a deep dive into the Book of Mormon, here we go. Hi, and welcome back to the Book of Mormon podcast. Uh, today's discussion is going to be on Chapter 17 of Mosiah, and I want you to be thinking. Uh, we've been talking about Abinadi here for the last several days, and be thinking about what are some ways that... Abinadi is similar to Jesus Christ, and we'll talk about that at the end of the lesson. All right, verse 1. And now it came to pass that when Abinadi had finished these sayings, that the king commanded that the priest should take him and cause that he should be put to death. Now that he had finished his message, the protection of heaven was taken away. But there was one among them, in other words, since Alma was a direct descendant of Nephi, he, has, he was of royal blood, therefore Noah would have appointed him to be a priest in the government. Alma may be about 25 years old at this time whose name was Alma, he also being a descendant of Nephi, and he was a young man, and he believed the words which Abinadi had spoken, for he knew concerning the iniquity which Abinadi had testified against them. Therefore he began to plead with the king that he would not be angry with Abinadi, but suffer that he might depart in peace. But the king was more wroth, and caused that Alma should be cast out from among them, and sent his servants after him that, he might, that they might slay him. But he fled from before them, and hid himself, that they found him not. This sounds a lot like Nephi's story, isn't it? Uh, Laman and Lemuel and Sam as they leave uh, Laban. And he being concealed for many days did write the, all the words which Abinadi had spoken. To remember and record all the words of Abinadi would have required divine assistance. Jesus explained that the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, will bring to our remembrance that which has been taught us. President Wilford Woodruff, one of the greatest scribes uh, and note takers of this dispensation described his own experience in recalling and recording the words of Joseph Smith. There is one subject I wish to speak upon and that is the keeping of a journal with respect to the dealings of God with us. I have many times thought the Quorum of the Twelve and others considered me rather enthusiastic upon this subject, but when the Prophet Joseph organized the Quorum of the Twelve, he counseled them to keep a history of their lives and gave his reasons why they should do so. I have had this spirit and calling upon me since. I first entered this church. I made a record from the first sermon I heard, and from that day until now, I have kept a daily journal. Whenever I heard Joseph Smith preach, teach, or prophesy, I always felt it my duty to write it. I felt uneasy and could not eat, drink, or sleep until I did write, and my mind has been so exercised upon this subject that when I heard Joseph Smith teach and had no pencil or paper, I would go home and sit down and write the whole sermon almost word for word and sentence by sentence as it was delivered, and when I had written it, it was taken from me. I remembered it no more. This was the gift of God to me. And that was Wilford Woodruff. There must be at least two accounts of the story of Abinadi that Mormon is using for his abridgment. Since Alma is now gone from the court, the story continues without Alma being present to record it. There must have been an official record maintained by Noah's court and then Alma's account. Since there were some who repented and came unto Alma near the waters of Mormon, there must have been some who witnessed these events and recounted them to Alma. Verse 5, And it came to pass that the king caused that his guards should surround Abinadi and take him, and they bound him and cast him into prison. Sounds like a pretty desperate uh, criminal, doesn't it? And after three days, having counseled with his priests, he caused that he should again be brought before him. And he said unto him, Abinadi, we have found an accusation against thee. Sounds like they had to search for one. And thou art worthy of death. Remember that uh, 
sedition and stirring up the people was considered uh, treasonous, and so that was uh, punishable by death. Evil, since it can't refute truth, tries to silence the truth. Verse 8, For thou hast said that God himself should come down among the children of men, which is a blasphemy, they say. And now, for this cause, thou shalt be put to death, unless thou will recall all the words which thou hast spoken evil concerning me and my people. Now Abinadi said unto him, I say unto you, I will not recall the words which I have spoken unto you concerning this people, for they are true. And that ye may know of their surety, I have suffered myself that I have fallen into your hands. So remember when Abinadi came into the city with the, with the uh, disguise, he was doing it on purpose so that he could get in to, to actually visit with the king. Verse 10, Yea, and I will suffer even until death. These are There are some things worth dying for. Defense of the gospel of Jesus Christ is one of them. And I will not recall my words, and they shall stand as a testimony against you. And if ye slay me, ye will shed innocent blood. In other words, you will commit murder. And this shall also stand as a testimony against you at the last day. And now King Noah was about to release him, for he feared his word, for he feared that the judgments of God would come upon him. Similar to Pontius Pilate, who was just uh, who wanted to just let Jesus go. President Romney said, No one is justified in rejecting the truths of salvation on the basis that he does not know they are true, because everything the Lord does or says has within itself the evidence of its own authenticity, and every person is divinely endowed with the means to discover that evidence and know for himself that it is true. And that's what we're all given uh, the light of Christ when we're born to know good and evil and right from wrong. Verse 12, but the priests lifted up their voices against him and began to accuse him, saying, He has reviled the king. Therefore the king was stirred up in anger against him, and he delivered him up that he might be, be slain. And it came to pass that they took him, and this is taking him to a public place of execution, and bound him and scourged his skin with faggots, yea, even unto death. Now this is from um, Hugh Nibley. He says, we generally say that Abinadi was burned at the stake, and that may be true, although technically it may not be the whole story. The scripture does not say he was burned at the stake. It says he suffered death by fire. A statement in Mosiah 17:13 catches our attention. And it came to pass that they took him and bound him and scourged his skin with faggots, yea, even unto death. Three words in the foregoing sentence should be noted. The first is that they bound him. That seems self-explanatory. The second is that they scourged him. To scourge means to whip, flail, or beat. The third term is faggots. He, he was scourged with faggots, yea, even unto death. A faggot is a bundle of sticks or twigs used for fuel. This passage seems to say that Abinadi, Abinadi's tormentors took burning torches and poked him with these, burning his skin until he died. And then, says the record, he fell having suffered death by fire, having sealed the truth of his words by his death. Also, he nibbly said, how do you scourge the skin with faggots, and what's the difference between scourge and scorch? They're the same word, the same ex the word, same word exactly. Scourge, scorch, scotch, score, it means to damage the skin or, of someone. Our word scratch is the same thing, and you, and you have the very same thing in Semitic languages. Harash is the Hebrew word for scratch and for to plow. Uh, also, uh, her herataha is the Arabic word for mar, the surface, engrave, mark a, uh, make a mark on something, or plow the ground. They, they all have that same word that means to scorch, to scourge, to scratch. When his skin started to curl up, in other words, he said this. It's interesting. The faggots are burning brands. 
they burn, and we think of scourging as with a scourge, as to scourge with a whip, but they're the same word exactly. They scourged him and scorched him. In other words, he was being fried. It's not a comfortable way to die either, obviously. That was Hugh Nibley. Verse 14, And now when the flames began to scorch him, he cried unto them, saying, Behold, even as ye have done unto me, so shall it come to pass that thy seed shall cause that many shall suffer the pains that I do suffer, even the pains of death by fire, and this because they believe in the salvation of the Lord their God. Since executions were public, Abinadi is speaking to the people, not just the priests. And it came to pass that they that ye shall be afflicted with all manner of diseases because of your iniquities. Yea, and ye shall be smitten on every hand, and shall be driven and scattered to and fro, even as a wild flock is driven by wild and ferocious beasts. And in that day ye shall be hunted, and, and ye shall be taken by the hand of your enemies. And then ye shall suffer, as I suffer, the pains of death by fire. Thus God executeth vengeance upon those that destroy his people. O God, receive my soul. And now when Abinadi had said these words, he fell, having suffered death by fire, yea, having been put to death, because he would not deny the communications of God, or the commandments of God, which, and having sealed the truth of his words by his death. The testators are now dead, and their, tender, and their testimony is in force. There is, there is no chapter break in the doctrine, uh, in, eight, in the 1830 edition of the Book of Mormon, while the death of Abinadi does seem to end the story. For Mormon, it was not really Abinadi's story he was telling, and therefore he did not stop. This is the story of Alma and Abinadi, is the essential precursor to Alma's story. It is for this reason that Mormon does not stop his writing after the death of Abinadi. The story he, intends to, he intended to tell is just beginning, not ending. All right, so let me just talk a little bit about Abinadi being a type of Christ uh, and just tell you some of the similarities between the two that are uh, quite interesting, I think. First of all, both called the people to repentance. In both cases, the people became angry at their preaching. The people they taught tried to kill them, but they were delivered out of their hands. Both were bound and taken to the king. Abinadi was judged by a council of priests. Jesus was judged by a council of chief priests, scribes, and elders. The priests tried to catch them in their words. Both rebuked the, re the religious leaders. King Noah said Abinadi was crazy. Many of the people said Jesus was crazy. Abinadi quoted from Isaiah's prophecies of the Savior, and then Noah had him killed. Jesus quoted from Isaiah's prophecies of the Savior, and then the people of Nazareth tried to kill him. Abinadi spent three days in prison. Jesus spent three days in the tomb, during which he preached to the spirits in prison. Both taught that Christ was God. Both allowed themselves to be arrested. Both willingly suffered death. Both were innocent of wrongdoing. In both cases, the political leader was willing to release them. Both were accused of treason. Both were scourged. Both died while praying for the re reception of their soul. And both were sealed, both sealed their testimonies with their, with their own blood. I bear testimony that uh, Abinadi was a type of Christ, that he's a model of it, and that uh, we can do the same. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. See you next time.